I like the remix. Yeah. But the original for me, that's that's the song. I mean, lyrics such as like "Meet me at the altar in your white dress." To be fair, the song is a bit shady as well because <laughs> it's like we ain't getting a younger. We might as well do this. That's the line. That's a, <laughs> see, that is the line that actually always kills me. So I'm, like I used to think like, "Oh, play this song at my wedding," but then I'm like, "Well, like, it's like yeah, we, we, yeah, it's like we ain't got nothing else to do." So. <laughs> I guess. And welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast and as always this is Mo back for another week and um, yeah I'm going to put it out there, apologies for the delay but we'll get into that in a moment Um, and this week I am joined by you know the other you, guy you hesitated <clears throat> I did I was like because for some reason I was expecting you to do your whole impulse impulse yeah. and I'm like oh god she's going to do it she's going to do it no. like, oh she didn't do it wow okay well this is DJ Impulse aka Nathan back again after quite a bit of an absence actually yeah I think it's been a while since you've been on um, but the reason specifically why I thought it'd be good for you to have one because we're going to have a bit of a music episode. Ah. Um, so, yeah, so before we get into that, apologies to everyone for the podcast being delayed. I was doing so well. <laughs> every two weeks, every Monday, two minutes past midnight, the podcast is um, published on time however um last minute change around in guests and scheduling and also me not being well meant a delay in a podcast so apologies everyone please do stick with me um tell a friend tell a friend to listen so um nathan the reason why i asked you to come on not only because the person dropped out is (laughs) i I like how i'm a substitute by the way I'm, I'm, i'm a reserve I wanted to have like a conversation, um, just a little bit different, um, just about something a bit more lighthearted. And I think there's just been so much stuff going on in the news. Like we've got Brexit, the rainforest is on fire. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Um, Boris Johnson. Yep. You know, it's there's a lot going on. Like I say, we. So basically, I wanted to kind of like take a break from the world the world all the things that are going on self-care as i said i've not been fully well this week so it was just i feel like it's just i want a little bit of a break kind of thing makes sense you know let's talk about something else and not to say i would never talk about like you know pop culture and all the things i will i'll probably be talking about it next week to be honest so just to be pre-warned um but I thought let's take a break and there's loads of other podcasts that do an amazing job talking about news and culture and things going on in the timeline. Like I've been on like ESN pod, um, off the cuff guys, um, two girls in a mic, um, tea and biscuits. I actually there's, didn't know about two, two girls in a mic. It's a really good podcast. But you know what? One day I'm actually going to just make like a thread okay. <laughs> of all the podcasts that I listen to because I listen to a lot. So anyway, but yeah. Please tell me that Two Girls on a Mic actually has a guy named Mike in it as well. No, it's literally two girls, two women. I know, but I'm just saying, if you had a guy named Mike, that would have actually worked so much better as well. No. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, let's take a short break. 
Okay, and we are back. So Nathan, yeah. Um, before we get into like the whole, so basically this episode is a bit of a theme episode, and we're talking about kings of R and B. So we're gonna leave the queens for another episode. And then we're going to talk about who's the top of the pile in another episode. But today, I want to talk about um, um, Kings of R&B. And the reason why this came up is because um, about... Yeah, it was this time last week, I went to go and see Joe, mm-hmm. 112, and Drew Hill in concert at Hampshire Apollo. And can I just say hey to everyone that went? Because I feel like if you was if you're over 30 and you live in London, and you're black, you probably was at that concert, because I saw a lot of familiar faces. It was so good. Um, did you hear about it? Why didn't you go? Because, unfortunately, I've been working, and I uh, couldn't make it. But, you know, I did. Hear, you're not the only person who I did hear good things from. Yeah. I really did enjoy it. It was really great nostalgia for them. Um, I think it's... Something they seem to do like once a year nowadays, isn't it? Because they remember one that Indigo like a couple of years, was it a couple of years ago where they did a bunch of like the old nineties um, guys. I think Case was one of them. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, I missed that one. one. So you know, this one I have heard some good reviews for it. And um, well, let me give you the breakdown. So first of all, the ticket said doors open at seven. Show starts at eight thirty. Now. When you put times on thing and it's for black people, you have to pad the time. Mm-hmm. So I went with my sister and then a group of my friends, they went separately because they'd bought their tickets separately. So I went with my sister and we said, let's get there just before 8.30. So maybe like 8.15. So we got there like 8.20. Cool. We're in the queue, going in, go to the bar, get a drink. On our way to the seat, to our seats, I'm like, can I hear 112? No, that must be the DJ. Get inside the auditorium, 112 is on stage. I'm just like, wow. But the place wasn't full. Mm -hmm. Because again, this is, you know, the black people. If you say 8.30, we'll get there around nine. (laughs) So, 112 were on stage I was just like oh my god like how much have we missed so I think we missed part of their first song mm-hmm. um which was um <coughs> which is annoying but anyway got to see I messaged the friendship group to say guys you need to get here and everything yeah. they got there a lot later but anyway fine so watching 112 now enjoying it started singing peaches and cream everything everyone's going crazy and then my sister was like oh i think those two guys are just the dancers and i was like oh what do you mean they're dressed in the same outfits Mm -hmm. so what happened so it was two original members then they just had two dancers because these guys didn't even have microphones okay so they did all like the routine and then two of the guys sung so i was a bit like oh okay wow so, wait, do you know what two it was? No, and I'm really, that's really bad of me. So, I think one of them was slim. I hope so. <laughs> well, to be honest, in my opinion, and, you know, just my opinion only, I don't think you have 112 without slim, so. Yeah, so 112 went on, cool. Then, you know, Drew Hill came. Mm-hmm. So. Full lineup or not? So, there was, so there was Cisco. Still got the blonde hair. What? Yeah. You sure she's not old? 
<laughs> well, it was more white, but I had to rate him for at least having hair. I mean, congrats. Credit where credit is. <laughs> um, and um, he was like, so I was like looking and I was like, I don't, I can't, I couldn't tell if those were the original like members. So he announced it. He said that, you know, we've had, we've got a few lineup changes that Drew Hill's almost like a choir now. <laughs> so, you know, it's him, there was Nokia and oh, then three new, three new people. Ah, so nobody. No. no. But they were all really good singers. Okay. And then it got to the headliner, my guy, my man, Joe Thomas. He came on to close the show and it was so good. He came with full live band. He looked good. He had on, you know, like hard bottom shoes and like, you know, suit trousers and a, and a shirt that was slightly open. And he just, you know, he did his thing. It was so good. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just going to say right now, you're just doing stuff like... You know what it is? He looks the same. Yeah, well, you know, like Don Craig. No, it does. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Eventually. <laughs> it does. I've seen it. And like a, compared to some, some of the other performers, he definitely was Yeah, the but one some that... people live a hard life. And I, to be honest with you... Who's living a hard life in Drew Hill? <laughs> Uh, or 112. Well, you're just saying, you know, you don't know nothing about those two behind the scenes. Those two goods behind fine, the scenes. Fine, fine. Yeah, when have you heard about Joe getting into anything? Joe minds his business. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, that's why he looks good. But yeah, he looked good. He looked, it's funny because I feel like when he was younger, he looked old, but now he's reached the age where now he looks younger, if that makes sense. So okay. maybe, yeah. So, you know, he kind of, he looked like he was like 30-something. Oh, yeah. And, Actually, he did and look like... He, and now he stayed, he stayed with that. And now, because he's over 30-something, he looks young for his age. What, what, wait, when was he born, anyway? I mean, how old he is? He must be in, like, in his 40s. Oh, he's definitely in his 40s. Yeah. But um, I just don't know how far in. Yeah. Anyway, he sung all the good hits, so it was quite good. It's quite I good. I can imagine. To be honest, he is a great live performer, so... So, yeah, no, definitely. And it makes a difference having a live band yeah. versus having like a backing Just track backs, uh, yeah. and, and like a DJ. But I must say all, everybody, their vocals were good. Like Drew Hill, the harmonies were really good. Yeah, Actually, that's one thing that I do like about R&B concerts. I mean, the problem with doing with hip hop concerts is that there's so many guys who go up there and it's like... Shout. No, they just shout it out and then they have the hype man basically do half of the verse. Yeah, or the audience. Or, yeah. I hate that. Or, or worse than that, you, it's a solo artist, but like they got 60 people on stage doing, doing this doing this one. I hate so. <laughs> <Morbid>. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Nathan, being a DJ, mm-hmm. do you feel like... so? To, Actually, just talk to me about being a DJ. Like, how did you get into it? Why did you start? Um, Not um, long story, please. No, sure. <laughs> I try not to bore. I try not to bore people with it. But uh, more or less, it came through me working at a music store in Central London, and mm. uh, you know, a whole bunch of us were f- became friends. And um, this one guy, um, who as DJ um, MRB he's the guy who originally taught me he was a DJ and I went with him to a couple gigs oh okay so um, there were, he wasn't just the only one there was a couple of them and he was living in this house in the South London not far away from um, where we from, used to yeah, live from where you and I used to we don't live there anymore so we can say it oh, okay <laughs> 
I was actually wondering whether I could get away with that one. But yeah, no, but when yeah, we, used, we, used, we, used, we used to live um, uh, in South London. And funnily enough, they lived like about a mile away. Okay. So um, it's this house full of DJs. And like they did a couple of gigs and, and I ended up following him to, the, to a couple of gigs. Oh, okay. And um, I loved the energy. I never actually thought about being a DJ. You know, yeah. I had my collection of music, but I never actually thought about the idea of do being you, a DJ. Do you feel like being a DJ is like an art form? Cause, it is. Cause do you, or do you feel like people don't respect it to say that they would like be the singer? People or? don't respect it as much because, um, again, people look at the singer as the ultimate like hard work in person yeah you know um not realizing how much work goes into that you know the producer people look at the producer and say well you know he sits there and he plays a couple instruments and stuff like that or the people who do a and r you know not realizing how much work that they put in yeah Uh, a person like a dj a lot of people look at djs and say i can do that i I could simply just play music i think and you know what i think it is that doesn't help the cause is that you've got these like celebrity djs what, like Paris Hilton DJing? Apparently she DJs, like DJ DJs. Well, well, yeah, apparently now, but like when she started off, she was just playing no. songs off of her, but her you phone, can't, I think. I don't blame her because if someone's going to pay her like thousands of like dollars to just stand in the DJ booth and like have headphones on, I'm not going to lie, if someone offered me that gig, I'd probably take it. But I know how like annoying that is for people that like have trained and practice and hone their, their craft. Yeah, because you go, it's, it's the same thing with everybody. I mean, it's like, for example, imagine if you're a thespian and you've been doing Shakespeare and uh, yeah. you're not in the park and then all of a sudden Beyonce comes in and is like, but you have, <laughs> and then gets a, gets a place in The Lion King. Oops, wow. that did actually happen, so didn't we're, it? So we're like 10 minutes in and we're shading Beyonce. Please don't do that. I want people to listen. So well, yeah. Yeah, because I'm a beehive looking outside right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a beehive member. So yeah. I'm playing, ladies and gentlemen, but I just yeah. need to use that as an example. No, no, but, I get what you mean. But you know, it's um, the way it works is that some people, a lot of people, I would say, do actually look at the art of a DJ and say, it's really just you're pushing buttons to make yeah. music which is disrespectful to the amount of work that actually goes into being able to mix, learn to count beats, all those kinds of things, and collecting a good music yeah. that, um, library. So you do, you, you do a mixture of like private functions and like, I usually, say like... To be honest, in the last year and a half, mostly it's been private functions. Oh, okay. You know, a uh, couple, a couple weddings, couple birthdays. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, one just random... I don't know, what was it? Like, a dedication, I think it was. Oh, wow. And, uh, which was weird, because I'm there playing music, and, you know, it's really just a bunch of, like, kids. Yeah. um, (laughs) Hey, kids kids like music. Yeah, kids like music. So, with, like, the private function, say, like, a wedding kind Mm -hmm. of thing, what, what song you know, basically the bride and groom have done, like, their bit. What what song gets everyone to the dance floor when you want to open the dance floor? It's not really that much different from most of the other songs that you play in, in a club or, um, or at, like, most other functions. There are certain songs that are going to get people up. Yeah, certain songs that go unique. for it. What, what, what would you be your go-to that, okay, I'm going to draw for this one, let's get everyone dancing? Um, you can't go wrong with I'm going to dance with somebody by um, Whitney Houston. Oh, really? You can't go wrong with it. It seems to get this reaction that everybody wants I think everybody wants the karaoke to be honest with you and I think point. it's the beat yeah it, sure. it starts the moment you well. hear that <laughs> and everybody's there like <gasps> yeah and they quickly all run to the dance floor they're grabbing each other by the hand and then start like, yeah. 
Especially, it's like as soon as that chorus comes in, you just turn down the volume and you just let them sing it. Like, oh, okay. And it comes up to the chorus. It's just like, and everyone's like, I actually don't like that. I like to hear the whole music. Yeah, but we've true, discussed but, that. Yeah. But um, okay, if it's a African wedding now okay, and right. Nigel wedding, what song are we drawing for to get get the party to get you know the aunties you know shifting the gele ready to get on the dance floor? Which one? To be honest, you know what happens, right? The only I've only done one Nigel wedding. Oh. Right? Okay, and I pretty much just went straight into chop my money, like just oh, to start really? there. I just <laughs> went into like my mix of um, Afro beats from there. But it's like they like, um, like for example, if you're playing like the old King Sunny Day stuff and yeah, like, yeah, Shino that's, Pe- that's for the Shino aunties. Peters and all those, and they, you know, <laughs> the aunties love it. Yeah, they love it. Even just... the, even our Afro beat stuff, they like they're, they're like they like it, but they yeah, want but to hear. <laughs> Let me, let, you know, let me hear my, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's his name? Abbas, oh, God, I completely forgotten his name. But um, if they want to hear their um, Sunny Idea and uh, Shino Peters and all that stuff, they they love it. They, they yeah. love hearing that, you know. And they're actually sometimes surprised when it comes on because they're like, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, my son. You're not just but playing. But if those songs, they're like, uh, one song could be like 10 minutes long. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you, you remember those albums, yeah. they're like one continuous song for 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. Then you get like a certain like shift, uh, certain, like, certain like shifts in beats yeah. or something like that. But it's really just one continuous song. I, I it's not like a single it's or anything like, like, like that. The Niger Party Mega Mix. I know, right? <laughs> well, If you look on the albums, you see that there are actually sections yeah, in the yeah. song. But you're like, did this song have a breakout or at any point? No, it's just like continuous. It just yeah. keeps going. And I it's like amazing. it. Um, yeah. And then, like, how do you how do you find like balancing, say, like work life versus like your your passion? So, um, being a DJ, finding time to like practice and stuff like that. How do you? Do it's that? really just a case of motivation, really. I mean, there are times I won't lie. Like for example, during this year, I haven't really done a lot of um, practice. Right. You know, um, there are times when, like for example, um, in June I had a gig which didn't actually go very well because. Oh, okay. What happened? Um, a non-responsive crowd and. Oh really? Yeah, it was in a very responsive crowd, and then you had that moment where everybody, like, you have like a large age group. Okay, so, well, so, as in the range of people, yeah, so you have like... Yeah. So you have some people who want to hear this stuff, and you have other people who want to hear this stuff, and it's, it was a limited time, I think it was like a four-hour window, four-hour set. So, and then, you know, you're playing a bunch of songs for, like, the group, the group of people that are dancing, and this yeah. is one of the most annoying things in the world. You have a group of people dancing, and you're playing music for them, and they're enjoying the music you're playing, yeah. but then if somebody comes over and it's like... Oh, you know, especially usually younger people. And they come up and like, oh, you know, um, we want to be able to dance too. And you're like, okay, what would you like me to play? And like, I don't know, you know, just play something current and stuff like that. Do you take a lot of requests? And is that annoying requests. when people, because I'm that person that will be like, excuse me, Mr. DJ. <laughs> I have no problem. Here's the thing. I have no problem taking requests. Yeah. The issue that I've always had with people is people who expect you to change something instantaneously oh, to okay. them. Oh, okay. Because okay. I'm thinking, like, you got to kind of, like, 
blend it in. Yeah. You can't for just example, go from, I, I don't can't know. Play, so I can't play, like, for example, as we're going to talk, I can't be playing the kings of R&B and all of a sudden you're asking me to play Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay? You know, there's no way for me to mix that into it. Or, like, for example, if I'm playing stuff, like, um, from nowadays, yeah. I can't then all of a sudden switch, go to something from the 80s and then switch back. Yeah. You know, people have to be, have to recognize what they're asking for, be reasonable with the request. Yeah, now I hear it. Um, the other thing that's annoying is um, when people somehow believe that they have the one song that's going to get everybody to dance. <laughs> and you're looking at them like, okay, you know what? I feel I'll like, th- again, I'm that person. Because I'll be like, get played this song, um, track number two on the album from like yeah. 1992 or something like that. It will get everybody up. And like, for example, <laughs> one of the, well, actually, one of the, the greatest examples of this was like, uh, like about six, seven years ago. Uh, about six years ago, I was playing at this guy's uh, retirement party when I was working at my last job. And so, you know, I'm playing, I'm getting a good, you know, people dancing, people all up into it. And then this kid comes up and he's like, uh, can you play Versace by Migos? Okay. And I'm like, okay. So I put it on. And this was when Migos were kind of like in their infancy of, because um, yeah. I think that was at the time of their, like, their only hit at the time. And, you know, they were niche. So, yeah. so I put it on and, you know, he's, he's, he's like, oh, my God, you know, yeah, he's up he's there. enjoying. So there's, there's three or four people who are like, they know the song, they know the song. But other people are just like, what is this? this? Yeah. And, then, and he looks at it like, you lot are late. <laughs> How do yeah. you not know this? Because he expects that everyone's going to know what yeah. he knows or he thinks that, you know, because it's the, the song among his peers, among his age group, yeah. that most people will be able to react to it in the same way. But it never actually works yeah. in the same. No, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, well, let's take a moment and get into our main discussion. Nathan, as I said, went to the Drew Hill Joe 112 concert and it had me thinking, so I don't know if you saw, like, I don't know, I think it was like a few months back, there was this whole list. So there's a list for, you know, top hip-hop artists, top um, R&B artists and everything. And I, I actually quite like a list. I like a chart. I like a list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were having a conversation recently on the phone and I was like, what would be your top R&B? So we kind of like went back and forward. And then I thought, you know what, let's make it easy. Let's break it down. Mm-hmm. And let's just do the men, the guys first. I think Separate that's, I think list that's women. And then the ultimate list. So this episode, we're going to talk about the the kings of R and B. You know, is that your king? <laughs> I'm not gonna, uh, well, If you expect me to bend the knee, and I'll, I'll, I'm not so sure about that. But. So, um, so yeah. So, did you make a list? I've got my list on my little poster. <laughs> you put it on a poster? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I wrote it when I was at work, ah. and it was it was actually hard. I can imagine. I was like, uh... I'm actually awful at lists because my problem with lists is that there's so many little intricacies in it. Even in this list, you know, there's like... Sometimes there are like little caveats that you have to say to yourself. And I think we have to do some caveat disclaimers, Mm -hmm. you know, fine print, you know. Yep, small print. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. all of that before we start and everything. Um, It was was tough. One thing I did realise is that I definitely listen to more women. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in R&B and that list I I would struggle to narrow down to say like my top 10 I would say one thing I've come to realise is that I think the female the top females are more prominent so to speak more obvious in my opinion 
do you think it's about mm, I don't know I, don't I think, know. I, think there, I think in the case of like top R&B females you're going to get more people be like absolutely 100% at least six of them I think in my opinion when that actually, when we actually end up doing that I think everyone's going to be like yep 100% I think the bottom four are going to be like a mismatch yeah I think with the top male R&B singers I think you're going to get a much bigger discrepancy yeah but I just I just felt like I was just like with the girls I was just like naming people naming people girl groups sing, um, duos you know single women I just was like easy done I can give you top 50 off the top of my head mm-hmm. easy but with the men I had to think about it I was like who do I listen to who do I really Struggle. rate so should we get our disclaimers and caveats out of the way? Yep, let's do it. So I'll go first. This is <laughs> this is not based upon any sales or data. <laughs> the only data that I'm using here is probably like what I, <laughs> my playlist in my iPhone. <laughs> so yeah, your next caveat. Um, I'm going to like, there are some people here that some will, will question whether they're actually like R&B. Yeah. But I think their influence goes into like the period like and it's your choice this is my choice so they get into so they go into the 80s into the 90s into the into the heyday of r&b so that's why i actually ended up putting those ones in there yeah um there's one which i guarantee is going to be a shocker because people are going to be like huh okay let's get to that that. so my next caveat is that um as i said this is not based upon any um, sales data myself and nathan do you remember we were like discussing should we narrow it down to a time period Mm -hmm. so we've kind of said (laughs) late 80s up until like now mm-hmm. but i'm gonna just say it right now i didn't really take any like recent kind of r&b guys mm-hmm. and i think that says a lot about how i rate the it more could also be, it could also be based on nostalgia because as i said no no with the women i would have included more up-to-date okay. women so i that's just i think it's just more of a case of who i actually current day are male r&b artists or group mm-hmm. who i'm rating Yep, and there's a couple of people who I thought about, and I thought to myself, I really would love to put them in, but I don't know if I can really justify them being in. Yeah. So, do you want to start with, like, honorable mentions, or do you want to go into Well, I think what we should probably say is um, acknowledge some people that we are going to put in the God tier, Mm -hmm. on the other planet tier, on this out of this world. Interdimensional tier. On this intergalactical... kind of plain so i made like a quick list and i and these guys i think you can kind of say transcend <laughs> i hate when people say it. you know when they're like oh this person transcends race no these people can like just transcend anything so i'm gonna throw out like um james brown marvin gay yep. stevie wonder yep. prince mm-hmm. and mj michael jackson and what about Luther Vandross? And Luther Vandross, yeah. Have you got anyone else to add to the to the god tier? Well, I was going to go with Lionel Richie, but uh, yeah, throw him in there. Yeah. So, but we 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 want to just say we acknowledge these guys. Uh, yeah, they are more or less because um, you know they're way beyond just being regarded as our own. Yeah, in that sense. and these are like some of them are soul. You know, some of them are soul, and they've influenced so many people into the yeah. um, into the genre. So, like, for example, uh, Prince would have been in my top ten, and so would have MJ, but Prince would have been in there because of the effect that they have and the fact that 
so but many of I their songs. But I wouldn't call Prince R and B. That's the thing, though, because he has. But the thing is, a lot of his songs have been covered by R and B artists. Yeah, but there he's got. So I feel like he can be rock. Yeah, he he definitely he, he's one of those people who did transcend. He did transcend. a lot of rock. He did a lot of rock stuff. He did a lot of souls. We did a lot of R and B stuff. Yeah, but you know. Um, you know, same thing with Michael Jackson doing Motown and yeah. Soul before he ended up here yeah. into um, the R&B category. And to be honest, some people will say that he never became R&B yeah. until, like, for example, when he did things like You Are Not Alone. He was never actually... Was that an R&B song? Some people look at that and say it's an nah. R&B it's, it's, it's an I R&B think that's song. just a pop ballad. <sighs> yeah, I'd call that. Anyway, let's not get yeah, so, into that. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> so that's our caveat. You know, if you want to, you know what, you know, normally at this point, people say like, don't at me. This is my list. <laughs> Actually do at us. <laughs> so come, you can come at, at us. Um, your, your at is um, DJ Impulse um, V1 version one on Twitter, on Twitter. At Colour Out The Box or at me directly on my personal um, at Mo Actually. And tell us what you think. If you think we're talking absolute nonsense and rubbish <laughs> or if you agree with us. <laughs> So, okay. um, I'm, Frank, I'm Frank, actually Frank. nervous. What, nervous? <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like I'm nervous because I feel like, you know, this is a very important, like, list. And like I said, this is purely based upon our opinion and what we listen to. So, you go first. Oh, I get to go first. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with my controversial one now. Yeah, go with your controversial uh, one. The controversial one I will go with. Uh, and, and the reason why I've done this is because he was very important in... Granted, he, people look at him and think he's more... Of a, I feel like you're doing, like, you know, caveat. We've, we've gone all the granted, caveat granted, disclaimers. Granted, he's more, granted he's more of a... Just, just, he's, just. he's regarded more of in hip-hop, but I think that this guy more or less was so important. He basically did so many hooks for okay, in, in, okay. in the 2000s. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Nate Dogg. Nah, sorry. And when I, that's the, my re, I said my reason why I went with him is because I think that he did so much. But R and B though, he did like two R and B albums. I don't know. That's the reason. That's you why I went what? with the controversial I one. I can't fight you. No, no, but this is a con- like I said, it's a controversial pick. But I wanted it to be because I know nobody would go for it. Oh, and just to add, we are going to be making a playlist of mm-hmm. all of these songs. So well, all can, of these art, the artists, yeah, and their songs. Yeah. So okay. I, I went mean, with it. I went with him because I thought, again, I thought it was a controversial choice, but I reckon that he was a voice at the time with hip. Like, granted, yes, he's looked at as being more hip hop. So, but what, I think that he played such a he, he did so many memorable hooks yeah. for that time. In, in, yeah, in this but that's the thing. He's a hook guy for me. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate Nate Dogg. You know, may he rest in peace. But that's a hook guy. Okay, granted. what song do you think that like, best represents like his work? Uh, well, I gotta admit that uh, <laughs> I love hoes. I've got hoes. <laughs> was uh, I, I was singing that for about two years straight. Really, in a sense, you know, with um, with Ludacris. And again, um, I can't deny, can't deny it. But um, with Fabulous, I thought you know, See, I didn't I, like I did not like Fabulous, but I had myself singing that are those song. His songs, though. Well, again, it comes up as a featured artist. But then again, if you're talking about, like, for example, his own songs, he did uh, One More Day, which I think is an amazing song. From oh, um, I don't think I know that song. Uh, that was from back in, like, in the mid-90s when he was back on Death Row. Yeah, 
Alexa. Okay. 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 Well, Nate, dog. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have more mainstream ones in, in okay. that way. But I had okay. to go. But I just think that he. I think he's a guy who never got his due. Okay. Well. Okay. My turn. Go. I am gonna go for someone that's had a good career, that's gone. Um, from like the 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, up until now. And I'm going to go with the person that just goes by one name, Usher. Usher. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to go out and say Usher was, is in my... Oh, okay, cool. So this and is a crossover one. And he was, I think, is undisputed. Okay, what song would you have gone for, like, in terms of, like, Usher? If you're talking about as a DJ, um, a jump, you know, the song that actually, you know, gets people, like, my go-to Usher songs would mm-hmm. be, of course, yeah. But actually, I'm more privy to You Don't Have to Call. Oh, You Don't Have to Call. Mm. I like that song. Yeah. But I think what I was going to choose was um, his kind of, like, breakout crossover um, hit. Think of You. No. Oh, um, uh, make me wanna. Yes, and the reason why I chose that one is because I remember me and my sister watching Top of the Pops and, and doing his dance, yeah, doing the dance, over. Yeah. and then doing the step out the shoes. Yeah, and if I you didn't that. do that, you're too young. So switch off this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it was it was such an iconic like move, mm-hmm. and Jermaine Dupri like you know um, produced it. Produced that album, yeah, that's right. It was so good. It was actually a really good album. Um, that was my way, yeah. That was my way yeah. album, yeah. And he had the um, nice yeah. and slow, yeah, nice and slow with Kamora Lee was the love interest in the in video. Oh god, yeah, I've completely forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh how that's god. how you just know. But yeah, you make me wanna definitely was that kind of like if you want if like I said the step out the shoes, try it, try it now. Turn. Okay, I'm just going to try and shake off the uh, memories that just came <laughs> back then. Uh, next on the list, D'Angelo. Ah, you know what? I didn't have him on my list. I feel really bad. I'm like looking at my post-it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put like, <laughs> I'm going to post a picture of my crumpled up post-it that I wrote at my desk. D'Angelo. Oh, I feel so bad that I didn't include him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, go on, go. You go. Okay, why D'Angelo? Uh, D'Angelo, like two different albums, two, in my opinion, great albums. I mean, you also have the iconic Untitled video. But yeah. I don't remember any um, anyone generating that much of buzz for a video. Yeah, he looked good today, let's, let's not lie. Um, I think we were in college, or, or was it uni at the time? I think we were in college at the time. And why, why are you saying we like me and you in the same age group? We are in the same age group. Don't <laughs> even try it. Just about, just about. But yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, so you know that was that was something. And then again, I thought his, I thought Brown, Brown Sugar is still on repeat for me right now. You know, so. That's how 
how I imagined it would be like to go to like a house party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can. I, you know. I can. I can see that because there are certain. There are certain images as a kid that you look at and you think to yourself, okay, yeah, this is... That, this that's, is how, yeah. that's how it's going to be. Like, when yeah. I get older and then go to, like, parties, uh-huh. we're going to be in there with our puffer jackets on. <laughs> <laughs> Doing, yeah. like, the hey-ho yeah. in the party. <laughs> and a lot, there are not many songs that I actually say that I play, like, regularly in um, of, of his, but I actually play a song called Devil's Pie from his second album very often. Oh, you're going to an album track. Yeah. Okay. Because I really, it was a it was a DJ premiere beat, and I absolutely love it. I think it's an amazing song behind it. So again, that's my choice on that one. Devil's Pie. Devil's Pie. Wow, it's a good title. So my turn. My turn. My turn. Oh, can I just say, we're not doing these in any particular order, no, are we? No. Okay. <laughs> that is cool. So I'm going to pull from my list. Um, I'm going to pull a group. Oh, you went with groups? Yeah, because we said groups or um, singles. We okay. did. I did say that to you, didn't I? I wasn't sure if groups were included, but cool. Let's go with groups. Oh, you didn't include groups? I did not originally, which allows me to change something then. So oh, okay. You. Wow. This is proper, like, what is it called in football? Is it VRA? VAR. Okay, let's Video move assistant on. Referee. <laughs> let's move on. I used that in the wrong context. Boom. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I got some groups. So my first group that I want to give a mention to is Boys to Men. Yep. I mean, come on, it's the original R and B um group. You have and what's their biggest hit? Um End of the Road. End of the Road. And then they do it... Oh, well, actually, no. It would have been... The, the biggest actual song would be One Sweet Day. Yeah, they do it with Mariah Carey. Yeah. That song is so nice. Um, and I think the... So, in terms of, like, boys to men, their harmonies fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of the jokes... You know when they did that up-tempo kind of, like, song? Yeah. Um, Motown's Philly. I didn't like that. What? <laughs> no. Oh, I love Motown I prefer Philly. when they do, like, their ballads. I don't want to see them dancing. I want to see them crooning <laughs> and mm-hmm, doing their mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm, End of the Road, mm-hmm. I like that song, but it, it, got I've heard overplayed. it so many times. It got overplayed. Um, but one song that I always, always listen to is The Water Runs Dry. Yeah. That song is so... It's just such a really nice song. Even now, thinking about it, I'm getting slightly emotional. It's just such a nice song. Like, when I'm feeling like that's the kind of song that I will play, like, when a relationship ends. Uh, that's, like, my go-to. And they just sing it just so well. Okay. Um, I was always partial to It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I thought that w- that's one of those beautiful songs which just, But that's like, a remake, isn't it? Yeah, but I didn't know that at the time when oh, I heard it. Oh, okay. You know, they were the first people I ever heard sing yeah. that song. So See, I always I associated them Beatles with it. song, the original, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I always um, looked at them as like being the definitive ones. Yeah. Um, also, they did like uh, Mama. But funnily enough, my favorite... Mama's boys... not my favorite, I'm not no. going to lie. My favorite... Um... No, actually not my favorite, but one of my favorite Boyz II Men songs is actually a Timbaland remake, a remix of uh, Can't Let Her Go. Oh, Okay. Okay. And, you know, I even put that one in, like, in the mix. If Boys to Men would... Are they on your list? 
Uh, actually, now no. Now that you've done a reshuffle. They would actually be on my list now, but yeah. Um, so are they on or are they not? They're on now. <laughs> okay, so that's the one that's covering us both. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so, yeah, so, yeah, the, I would say definitely the song that represents the most is um, Water Runs Dry. The harmony's amazing. Wait, what about I'll Make Love To You? Yeah, but it's, it's kind of, again, it's slightly played out. For me, for you, for you. Now that you've had it, do you need to like cross things out on your list or it allows, something? It allows me to do a quick cross up, but it's not a problem because that would have meant that Nate Dog would probably want to gotten in, which is interesting. But the next people, so, but the group I am going to put on this. Okay, but you have to like replace them. Okay. You because like I've literally counted who's right. on my list. All right, cool. Okay. So next on the list, uh, I'm going to go with Blackstreet. Oh, on my list too. Mm, well, sort of. I had them stroke another group. Ooh, <laughs> so I'm nice. going to let you take Blackstreet and then I will go with my other choice. Okay. Uh, iconic group. Yeah. Um, my gosh. No diggity. Early 90- no uh, doubt. And here's the funny thing. <laughs> no diggity. Just what you said about boys to men. Yeah. I feel the same way about no diggity. To be fair, it got played out. It got played out horribly. I have, I can't but remember. But I'll still dance to that song. True. But I can't remember the last time. Actually, no, I played it recently because I hadn't played it in a long time. But for a long time, I did not play that song. Yeah. Okay. Um, I played You Blow My Mind and I played... Um, Baby Be Mine much yeah. more often than I played No Diggity yeah No Diggity actually... I feel like they even played at my work Christmas party like it's <laughs> it's played to death yeah. they've rinsed that one for absolutely. sure absolutely and uh, the second as much as the first album the self-titled first album is a great album another level the second album is still one of my favourite albums of all time okay um, with Joy on it um, even what's it called um, The Happy Song which is not a, which is an album track but didn't get put down mm. as a single. And for some reason, I think it's a remake as well, but I really did love that song mm. as well. And um, Fix. How does Fix go again? Um, if you need a fix. Oh, yeah, mm. that one. Mm-hmm. And I love the rock remix of that one too. So um, Blackstreet, they, they stand alone, you know, after this, I think they went through their um, roster change, I think, didn't they? Yeah. But they had a completely different lineup. I yeah. think Teddy Ryder was the only person in it. They did this... Uh, Oh my god, what was that song that I really didn't like that they did? Um, Teddy Riley did well though. No, Teddy Riley's done great for himself. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, even I think he's still producing till today. So, yeah. you know, he's done great for himself. And he's, well, how many groups was he in? <laughs> I think he's, yeah. did, I think it was in three different groups at different times. Why so. not? He did it like it was with, Oh yeah, he was with um, Guy. Yes. Okay, you're just pointing at me, guy. Yeah, I was just yeah. like trying to remember. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, that's not what I was saying. But um, no, I was just remembering the, the group Guy, yeah. He was part yeah. of Guy as well, wasn't he? So, 
yeah, um, give Teddy Riley all the credit in the world. Maybe Teddy Riley deserves to be on his own for his contribution. I don't know. That's the thing. Because it's almost kind of like, would you say, maybe you can say like a Blackstreet stroke Teddy Riley. Yeah, because I think Guy need to get some props as well. But I think, um, yeah, Blackstreet slash Teddy Riley would actually work better. Okay. And what would be like your go-to like Blackstreet song? <sighs> Baby Be Mine is my go-to Blackstreet okay. song. Baby Be Mine. Okay. And I'm um, going to go back to the single guys. Mm-hmm. And I, this one, I don't know if he is talked about in the R&B conversation, but I am going to go with Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah. Is he on your list? He is not, but he was one of the people I really struggled with. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, because, you know, he's in that neo-soul kind of like space. Yeah. But he is so good. Um, and also his range. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have like the up-tempo type um, songs like Something Something. And then you have something like, is it Woman's A Woman's Worth? Yeah. It's a, it's a remake. Um, is it Kate Bush that's... Um, I actually, that's one I don't know, actually. I think it's Kate Bush that sung the original. And the original is actually good. Mm-hmm. I have both. But his... You know, that's what I was going to say. If you're going to do a cover of an original song and you could turn it into something completely different, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I, I think that's that's, tr- that's true artistry. Yeah. So for me, Maxwell, and also the guy can still sing, the guy can still move. He still looks good. I haven't even seen a picture of him recently, to be honest. No, he looks good. All right, <laughs> taking your yeah. word for it. So I'm, I'm going to go, and I feel like he never quite got the full kind of like respect yeah that is true i do agree with that i think um he's suffered i mean everybody who's heard maxwell's um two albums i think ascension was the uh was the big one yeah um i think most of them have like have a lot of appreciation for maxwell i don't think he gets the props that he deserves i mean on a side note this is somebody who i'm not going to is not going to get in my list but is in the same thing is belial and he released one album, which everybody... I don't, I don't think I've you know, known no, that no. He released one album, which was really great, but I couldn't put him in there because of one album. Yeah. You know? So, and he falls that under the That reminds me, I need to include someone on my um, special... Oh, several special mentions. Yeah. I should, have got, I should have brought a pen for my post-it, but it's fine. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was going to say, like, you know, like, Maxwell falls into a category with... Um, with Balao for me and maybe Omar as well but um yes okay so if I had to choose like a Max or song it's hard mm-hmm. because like I'm on Spotify now so like um Pretty Wings that's, that's a, good, a one. good song that's a good one This Woman's Work Something Something Fire We Make I don't know the Fire We Make one so I'm actually you know what I'm gonna go with the one that I listen to the most like Pretty Wings Mm-hmm. Uncut version, the extended version, I think is a really good song. But it's a it's a tough decision between um, this woman's work. Mm-hmm. 
Not so far, which is actually yeah. interesting. Okay, next person is a personal favourite of mine. Mm-hmm. And that would be Mr. Eric Benet. Oh, I didn't include Eric Benet. Um, I feel a bit bad now. <laughs> but you know what it is with Eric Benet? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's one of his songs that I absolutely love. What, Georgie Porgy? Yeah, with Faith Evans. Mm-hmm. That song reminds me of being like in college. Yeah, it's true. And doing the Eric and Faith adverts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There was a time where there was, we went to Red Rooster in, um, I think it's in Shoreditch. Mm-hmm. And um, they have like a live band. I think it's called Red Rooster. It's a restaurant. They just yeah, sell chicken. That's right. yeah. um, and they had a live like band and they sung that song but the guy who was in the singer it's a guy and a girl he was so good such a strong singer the girl her singing was just a little bit luster so we just decided to join in and start singing (laughs) i felt so bad for her afterwards because we literally ruined the performance but still (laughs) because we were doing all the ad-libs because i know them all well of course but yeah I mean I, you're a huge Faith fan which I'm sure was, will come up when we do a female oh thing. my gosh I love Faith Faith is not being given the recognition that she deserves Agreed. Agreed. yeah but anyway sorry Eric Benet, um, Eric the, Benet. The, the cheat the one that cheated on Halle, Halle Berry. Berry yeah that's yeah. gonna be his legacy huh yeah <laughs> Has an amazing album, but he cheated on, Ke- on Halle Berry. Yeah, he did. He messed. He messed it up. Yeah, it's sad. But actually, funnily enough, from the, um, one of my favorite R and B albums of all time, "A Day in the Life of Eric Benet," which included the uh, Georgie Porgy. Yeah, it's actually the other single that's actually my go-to song. Why you follow okay. me? Oh. Yeah, I love Georgie Porgy, but why you follow me for me? Just I don't know. I think it's like the instrumental that just that like, kept gets me in the feels. Okay. Okay. And um, you know, see, I wouldn't. I probably would. I would have included Eric Benet on special mention. Mm-hmm. I don't think I. I don't think he's had a bigger, big enough catalog to it's, make it to the. It's got quite, quite a few albums. No, as in like as in recognized by me personally. Okay. Um, yeah. To make it the to authority the, herself. <laughs> to make it to the top ten list, like I think definitely a special mention. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. Maxwell is a definitely a bigger star and he's done more. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel. Yeah, well, you know, that's why you have your opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to go, say, Eric I'm going to go with Mr. Eric Benet.
turn, I want to take it back. You're taking it back. Taking another it one. back. <laughs> another one to the the time when we used to move our sh- shoulders. Mm-hmm. To you know, to a time where you know every little step we took meant something. Mm-hmm. You know, when we made our own decisions, mm-hmm. i.e., our prerogative. Yep. <laughs> Can you guess what it is yet? Um, <laughs> I, I think I there was. I, I think there was some. I think there were some pretty strong hints in there somewhere. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think anybody's humping around at this moment. Yeah. In time. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Bobby Brown. And not the Bobby Brown that we see today. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you t- you're not talking about Thug Love in Bobby Brown? You know you? what? With Ja Rule, mm-hmm. I love that song. Come on. When he jumps out the helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> two feet on the ground. Fuck loving is actually a tune. That's you need to add that to your DJ um, playlist. Come on. I do play it, but I am um, unfortunately it's not in the in the highest of the Ja Rule hits. Unfortunately, no. That's it. That's it. That's include that in Bobby's in greatest. Oh, in Bobby's hits. one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, like how's where is it gonna go? Is it gonna get beyond on our own? Is it gonna get beyond? Don't be cruel. My prerogative. Um, something in common. I'm just. I'm just saying, Sorry, like yeah. Bobby Brown. Or any of the new edition stuff. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to say Bobby Brown. So it's kind of like, there's a new edition phase. There's his like solo phase. Mm-hmm. Like when he was on his own, like I don't think people understand how big a star Bobby Brown was. I don't think so either. Yeah. Like, you know, when people talk about people like Chris Brown now and mm-hmm. stuff like that, Bobby Brown was genuinely like a superstar. Agreed. I don't think. Um, and like you said, you had like hits like, um, Roni, um, every little step I take. That whole album, I had on cassette. <laughs> cassette. That's by the way, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who don't realize that, that was um, that was a lot more difficult to use than MP3s. Well, first of all, the cassette player that I had chewed up the tape. No, no, no the <laughs> oh. little boombox. It only had play, stop, and fast forwards. <laughs> so I didn't have rewind. So to so rewind you had to turn it, it around. you had to pop that eject. <laughs> yeah, turn it around. <laughs> turn fast it forward. over. Fast forward. Then hope that you got to the right place. Turn it around. Put it. Open it up. Turn it around. Put it back in again and press play. Wait, who was who gave you this this boombox? Fisher Price. <laughs> No, it's what my parents got for me. Like, they're like, oh, here you go. It had two tape decks, to be fair, but you could only fast forward, stop and play, which was quite common of the time. <laughs> but yeah, I had the cassette of that album. It was, I can't remember the name down. I'm going to look it up now. Wait, what was your album? Um, where it had like every little step. Oh, um... um Don't Be Cruel. Yeah. So that was not it. Sorry, I just shouted. I don't know why. I have no so, idea, but... <laughs> so it had... Um, tunes like Don't Be Cruel, My Provocative, Roni, um, Every Little Step, um, Take It Slow, all good tunes. Yeah. And these were, as I said, these were big hits, you know, I think. And these were also really good songs to practice dance routines with your siblings. True. Um, funnily enough, right? Is Bobby on your list? I forgot to ask, actually. Bobby was in the Honourable Mentions. Oh, okay. Um, I struggled with... I really wanted to put him on, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I don't even know if I should live, if, because um, I struggled with him, because I wanted to put him on. Yeah. But um, I didn't know if somebody who I'm going to mention later on should have been kicked off for him. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I love that album. I love the next album, the Bobby yeah. album with them, because that one was actually the one which, because the previous album, I was like in my t- like in my single digits when I came out. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I was a child. Like, yeah, let, no, let, let me just make this clear. Like, I was a teeny tiny child. Like, and a lot of the songs I listened to, like, was, you know, later on. But and she, was, fine. and she was still telling people what to do and everything back then. <laughs> but yeah. um. Yeah, in the second, the next album that he did was uh, the one with Humping Around, Two Can Play That Game, and all mm. that. Two Can Play That Game is a tune. Yeah. That, you know what, that's a good gym song. Yeah. Because... Although there was a, the original R&B version. Yeah, the, the, and then the, the remix the version came out the See, next year later. I feel like, because I was, obviously because I was young... I think I know the remix version yeah, more. Yeah, that's right. Because it didn't get the remix version didn't the original version didn't get released. I think here, but that remix, that dance remix, yeah. was played all the time on yeah. uh, terrestrial radio, and that's you know, I can't I, I can't really say anything bad about that. Yeah. You no. Know? Okay, that's a tough one then. If I had to choose between, two can play that game and don't be cool. I'm gonna go with don't be cool because yes. um, that was cause mm-hmm, that was a mm-hmm. good song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in the Bobby conversation the whole Whitney Houston I didn't think we wanted to yeah no because I'm sure well again I'm sure she'll come up in the conversation in the future yeah yeah it's just you know I just remember when they got together being like oh my god Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown are like together I think that's the first celebrity um, not celebrity but like in music marriage that I can remember that was high profile for me two big superstars getting together no so yeah but yeah, it's it's a shame how it ended. Yeah. But anyway, over to you after after Bobby. Top that, top that. Uh, well, we've already mentioned him, and I gotta go with your boy Joe. Oh, Joe was on my list as well. Okay, okay, go on. Let's you you between you, between we, lo- let's argue out like which is which is the Joe tune the go to Bet- between his longevity and his influence. You know, I mean, like, oh my god, going back to I'm in love. Yeah, <laughs> you know, round I go. <laughs> out of control. Um, and, you know, you know, I, I don't think anybody can argue him being in there. I mean, I. But you know what's so funny? Because when that um, list went around the internet of like top R and B, he was not mentioned. Yes, and you know what I feel like Joe is. Joe is like, he's always the bridesmaid's never the bride. The bride. Hmm. He's someone that is like consistent. He's always there. Yep. But people, for whatever reason, he's never gotten to that point. Mm. Like now, I feel like in his career, like he's got he's got a back catalogue that he can tour forever. Yes. He doesn't even have to make new music. And he Not really. No, to. he can live off his. Um, yeah. Live off. Well, he's done like eight albums now. Yeah, eight, nine and he's albums. got a very consistent fan base, including myself in it, including you. Mm-hmm. But I just, I always just thought like, oh, Joe should have like 
fully and there was times when he got close like yeah. with some of his more poppy songs like stutter I hate oh that yeah, song. I remember. Oh my god, it, it, she lie. hated. She I hated, hated Stutter. The funny thing is because I like Stutter, especially the, I liked the remix. Because <laughs> if I recall correctly, here's the funny I thing. The I think I bought you the. I think I bought you the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. I bought you that album. You yeah. Did. It's you that bought me that yeah, album. I'm, I just remembered. Yeah. Uh, we go back way back when we're practically related, but still. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like the the remix of Mystical. I didn't actually hear the original Stutter. Oh, when I, I first I came out. Let's not talk about Mystical. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. Isn't he in prison for? I don't know. I don't think he's. I think he's been out. He, he definitely came out, but but then I think in. he did something again. It's possible. Um, just so everyone knows, for like rape or sexual assault. It was sexual yeah. assault. Yeah. Yeah. Second, for the okay, first one. Okay, so let's. Divert so let's ignore that. that. Let's ignore him. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I felt like the, he got close mm-hmm. with those, and then with um, don't want to be a player with um, and then he had. Was that the remix with um, Big Pun? Uh, don't want to be a player came out first, and then uh, the year later they did. Uh, uh, still not a player with Big Pun. Yeah. Where they basically took the chorus and turned it into a new song. Yeah. And to be honest, that is Big Pun's defin- uh, defining song. Don't want to be a player. I'm not a player. I'm a lot. I think he did a song with 98 Degrees as well, didn't he? Oh, God. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. He did a duet with them. That's right. Oh, my God. So, 98 Degrees. Yeah, wow. That, they, that's something you're never going to remember, people. <laughs> no. They literally came and went, and it wasn't even close. People are switching off as we speak. <laughs> We're not going to play anything from 98 Degrees. Did you like um, Ride With You? Yes. Yeah. The one I, with G-Unit. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that song. I, I think it's all right. I think it's all right. I think it was like a quid pro quo because in, on their album he did I Want to Get to Know You. He did the hook for them. Didn't yeah. He? Yes, I do remember. Oh, wow. See, that's the thing. Like, Joe has like, had such a like extensive career. Um, I just feel like people, I don't know, people never really kind of like caught on to him properly. Yeah. But like I said, seeing him live and in concert with a full band made me appreciate him more. Yeah. Okay, Although, what's your... There was, sorry, by the way, there was just one, there was one song I remember of Joe that you didn't like, and that was uh, Not Your Average Joe. No, I didn't. You did not like that no. song. <laughs> no. Yeah, the one with uh, Joe Budden, Fat Joe, and Joe Thomas. No. <laughs> you did not like that. I don't even that. think I even, like, listened to it at all. Okay, so, okay. Defining song? Defining song. Like, if you was trying to introduce... Joe <laughs> joking, joking, to, joking. To, to a new audience... Uh, it would be, I'd actually play I'm In Love because it was of, of, of its time. I would also play... I wouldn't. I would, I would. Uh, <laughs> you're like, well, you asked me what I would play. Yeah. But nah, nah. And Trio Like a Lady actually is actually another good track. Okay, Good Girls. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a good song. Um, There is one, actually no, was there? No, 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 no. Oh, a love scene is a good song. Which one's that one? Um, let's make a love scene. Okay, don't worry. But I okay, I just, I, maybe I just wanted you to sing that. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's 
let's go with all the things. Yeah, and, all, all the things is definitely one. And people need to put more respect on Jay. I mean, he sang the Power theme song. Oh, God. See, there's one we actually forgot to mention. <laughs> we didn't even... Big okay, Rich Town. We get into that, the Power theme song... Can I just say, don't ever get Trey songs to sing that song ever again in my life. No one ever needs to hear it. Let's just bury it and forget it never happened. Best suggestion I've heard about that is if they go ahead and do this re- uh, sorry, this uh, spin-off, then use Trey songs' version. You know what it is? Because I've disliked it so much now, I actually don't want to hear it ever again. Oh, okay. Okay, so maybe, you know what, just get like another song. And I feel bad for Trey Song because he's okay. He's not in my top 10. He's mm-hmm. not in my special mentions. But, you know, whatever. But um, it made me dislike him. Oh, actively dislike you. Because I thought it was really disrespectful. But, okay. All the things. Oh, my pick, but it leaked into yours, so it's your pick now. Okay, my pick, my pick. Um, I am gonna go with Mr. Fine Like Wine, Genuine. <laughs> because go on. when I heard Pony, I was like, oh my god, like this song is is so good. Mm-hmm. When I, I, but when I first heard it, obviously I was quite young. So <laughs> I actually thought it was about riding horses. Oh, come on. <laughs> I did. I was a child, come on. Oh, but when on. I got older and I was like, hold on. You know, don't you feel like there was a lot of songs that, okay, we have Nigerian parents that if our parents actually stopped and properly listened listen, and took it in, listen, they would never have let us listen to listen, that song. Like there's one, there's one story I continually go to when it comes to those kinds of songs. Yeah, okay? and that song is "Ain't Too Proud to Beg" by by TLC. Oh, okay. Do you remember the hook for that song? No, on the moon, on the night. Uh huh. If I need it in the morning or the middle of the night. I ain't too proud to beg. You know what? I've never listened to that song properly. <laughs> if the loving, if the loving is strong, then he got it going on. I ain't too proud to beg. You know no. what? I've never li- listened to that song properly. The very next line is two inches of a yard, rock hard, or if it's sagging. Wow! Wow! I ain't too proud to beg. No. <laughs> My ears are bleeding. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, but that's the thing. So, oh wow! I think I need to go listen to that again. There you go. Guys, listen to and what not your a kids single, are listening to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and not a single time as a kid did I realise it until no, I hit like I don't 16 th- or 17. Because all you hear is, um, ain't too proud to beg. Yeah. Okay, wow. Anyway, so yeah, Pony. Rest in peace, left thing. eye, by the way. Pardon? Rest in peace, left eye. Oh, yeah, way. of course. Goes without saying. Um, Pony, 
as I said, I didn't really understand what it was about when I first heard it, but I just liked the beat. Was that a Timberland beat? It was. Yeah. So, so yeah, that kind of like introduced me to like genuine, genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, okay, this guy is like very good looking, very smooth, can roll the hits very well. Hey, I'm interested. Would genuine have made your list? Genuine was in the uh, noble mentions because ah. I feel I feel like he, um, for me, he was a strong candidate. Yeah. Um, he has like several songs that are like really good hits. What's so different was uh, I, no, actually Pony and the Pony remix were like my introduction to him, and like and they were really my introduction to Timberland. Yeah. To be fair, Timberland. You know what? Yeah, I feel like. Timberland needs to get some kind of recognition because that whole like Timberland sound, mm-hmm. but it's not a, I, I don't know if it's a defined sound, but I know a Timberland beat, if yeah. that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, the funny thing is, uh, you know, he got criticized for making speeds that were too similar for a while in that. Um, oh, okay. In, in that. Um, but do you feel like it was artists saying, oh, I want to beat like. Yeah. I think a lot of people were like, I want something that's just like that genuine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so occasionally, yeah. Because that intro to Pony, come yeah. on. If you if you produced as often as Timberland was doing in those days, you're going to have songs that sound very similar. Yeah. The Neptunes had the same problem. Yeah. Okay. They produced, like, a, they had that period where they were just producing everything, and then some songs sounded very similar. Yeah. Because they weren't given time to, like, okay, we breathe and we move on to something, like, a different kind of sound. Um, genuine, between his first and second albums, um, we, um, we mentioned Prince earlier on. Uh, Dub's Cry. Yeah. Um, you know, I absolutely loved that um, version of it. And even up to, what was, um, Differences, was it? Yes. Differences, yeah. Now, Differences gives me jokes, because I actually bought that, the album that that was on, just off of that um, song. Really? And that's the thing, that's why I feel like music has changed, because obviously now, if an album comes out, you can go and listen to the album tracks and, and you can literally buy individual tracks. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. I heard that differences. That's my whole life has changed. Yeah, that's all. So I listened to that. I was like, okay, cool. I'll buy the album. When I say I only listen to that song. <laughs> But those are not my go-to song. That's not my go-to defining song. If you had it's, to choose it's, it's one, it, what would it be? Is it Hollow? No. It's not? Oh. And it's not In Them Jeans either. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a tune, though. Yeah. That's a tune. In Those Jeans is a tune. What, uh, it's not Hollow. And that's not um, Hell Yeah, is it? No. Oof. Good. And it's not What's So Different? No. Okay. 
It is um, genuine, same OG. Uh, I love that song. It's not a bad song at all. I love that song. And you know what? It's one of those songs that it's like, I don't even know what album that's even of. It's on the 100% genuine. genuine. But it's one of those songs that whenever I hear it, if it's playing on the radio or I'm listening to Spotify or, you know, just my phone's on shuffle, I have to stop what I'm doing to do a little bop. (laughs) I have to. I have to. my turn and I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not but I'm going to choose this person because it's the closest to I think to a new school artist that um okay have we have we still we stayed like in the old school like old people oh yeah we've pretty much stayed we've gotten some people to one up but um but I feel like R&B had that heyday yeah, of like 90s to early 2000s where you can't replicate that I agree with that completely. so yeah but um the guy I'm going to mention came at the tail end of that and I'm going to put in as a personal favorite of mine. I like the way you do the long intro, God. As a, I, don't know, I gotta build up some tension. But as a personal favorite of mine is John Legend. Controversial. Yeah. Because I wouldn't put John Legend in an R&B category for some reason. But what is that reason? I don't know. He it just doesn't feel R and B. I don't feel it in my bones. Like <laughs> I don't know, John Legend. Yeah, I mean, um, I appreciate John Legend. I think he's a a great artist. I think he's super talented. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy plays the piano very well. Yep. Blah blah blah. All of that can sing really well. Writes absolutely. But I wouldn't put him. And it's funny because when that list came out, Chrissy actually his wife Chrissy Teigen yep. tweeted like. Oh, like, you know, not one to be funny, but are we <laughs> but not including John um, in the list? So, but I w- he's not someone that I think of when I'm like, I don't know, what group would you put him? Because I wouldn't put him in Neo Soul either. He's Because I feel like John Legend, his biggest hits have been very ballady. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, but like, like, more like poppy ballads. I don't know, is ordinary people poppy? I mean, granted, they made a remix that was very poppy, but um, the original version, the piano version, I don't see it being as... I mean, if you do that, you pretty much have to see the same with Alicia Keys. No, but I feel like Alicia Keys has R&B songs. Yeah, but I would say the same thing about John Legend. Mm, no, I don't agree with you. He is more of a ballad guy. Yeah. You know, but I think that his ballads stand out much better than any of the Chris Browns of nowadays. You know, I think... Yeah. Um, what is it a balladeer is that a word I don't even know but we're going with it (laughs) okay fine but yeah I think um, in terms of especially that whole um, old school um, ballad kind of um, thing that we don't really see very much of anymore I think he's the only person carrying that torch crooner that's what he is a crooner crooner's a good one 
But so, I wouldn't put him in the R and B. I feel I feel like that one's a bit more controversial than the Nate Dog one. Okay. I think those well, two. Really, you think that that one has been more controversial than Nate Dog? That's a surprise to me. Maybe not more, but definitely just as I think those. And two, Nate Dog is only in there because I didn't realize I could use groups as well. I think mm. those two kind of. Mm, they, I think I think people will more likely give me a pass on uh, John Legend than they will on Nate. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's his R and B hit? That's not a ballad. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't... Used to love I'm, you. Is that his song or is that... Um, no, that's him. Is that Kanye's song? Kanye produced on it, I think it is, because it's exactly the same as Get By and... Um, no, not exactly the same, but it's very. It's one of my mix... One of the things I usually mix between okay. Get By and uh, Used I to like Love You. I like Used to Love Me. This, it's a good song. Yeah. So that would be his R&B, defining R&B yeah, song. Okay, okay. I mean, you know, it's, it's your list. It's your list. You're damn right. <laughs> I think I think we should put that one out, actually. Like, Nate Dogg and John Legend. Do they make the list? I'd say John Legend will make the list. I don't believe Nate Dogg will. But like I said, that was a controversial choice, and I knew it from the jump. Okay, you, you, said, I just, you I, said what you said. Yes, I say, and I stand by it, because okay. I had my reasons for why I did it. It okay. wasn't just to be controversial. I mean, we all make mistakes. Yeah, and not this time. my turn isn't it it is and I know which one you're going for by the way because it's the only other one that's on my list I've got two more groups on my list interesting yeah that's a shocker so I'm taking it back to the groups and I'm gonna go with Jagged Edge (laughs) come on (laughs) that is a shock because I was not expecting I've got another group on my list beginning with J yeah, but you know what it is? Because you did uh, Black Street. I, I was kind of like teetering between them two. So I've taken Black Street off my list to give to you because I'm so helpful. And yeah, so Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. Yeah. Why, okay. are you, why are you like this? Now, I'm, now see, now that's going to be a questionable one for me. Not that, I, not that I don't think that they deserve to be in the conversation, but I, do they deserve to be... A, in there above some of the people that have been mentioned. As, as, um, I mean, my list is not like um, in any particular... Um, oh, no, 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 I'm not in order. I'm referring to some of the people you've put down as honourables. Yeah, because you know what it is? It was a choice between Jagged Edge, 112. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll throw Next in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put those guys in like the same like group. And me personally, I've definitely listened to like more Jagged Edge. I think in terms of a harmony group, true R and B, they are, they're up there. Hmm. You don't think so? I is think that a controversial is... one from me? Not necessarily controversial, um, but I don't you, know. You're giving they... me funny looks, making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they're there above some like my my remaining group is questionable, but I, I wouldn't think... say that they're above. But because I know who your remaining group is, mm-hmm. but 
I definitely think I think they should be um, given a mention. Hmm. You don't think so? I think they definitely deserve to be a mention. Okay. I think that's definitely true. Well, I'm keeping them on my list. And you know what kind of took them over the edge? What was that? Because there's quite a lot of good Jagged Edge um, songs. Absolutely. They had um, the song with um, Nelly, where the party at. That's a good song. I have no complaints you about that You can't play that song I will not. and let people sit down. I will not argue that point at all. That Literally, the song says, where's the party at? Yeah. People will be like, on the dance floor. Where I'm gonna be. Come on, come on. heaven because that was a great video was it walking out of heaven so? yeah walking out of heaven not walking out of heaven was Bruno Mars yeah. and the vocals the vocals are so good mm-hmm. but I think the song that kind of pushed them out of that category because when I was I was doing a, I did a proper like comparison between Next 112 and Jagged Edge mm-hmm. and I was like you know they're pretty you know even in step because the same way um Jagged Edge got their like dance um, kind of like floor hit. Yeah. 112 I got Peaches and Cream. Yeah, and um, it's over now. No, but to get people on the dance oh. floor. So literally, that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, ballad. No, ballad. also, you got dance like, floor, uh, dance what's, what's floor. the song? Um, I want to see you rock. No. And the, one with, the one with Supercat, what's the name? No, 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 no. No, I still think Peaches and Cream. Really? Okay. Yeah, if you, as in, like to get the party started. Okay, I've, I've, I'm just saying, I like when I've played Na 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 Na, I get a really good reaction usually, yeah. especially from people of that time. Yeah. So. Well, um, anyway, but, but not, this is not about one twelve. Yeah, so, <laughs> so for me, um, Jagged Edge got there because of Walked Out of Heaven, and because of. <laughs> no, I d- promise it's not their best tune. Let's, Let's get, get married. married. Not the remix. What? Not the remix. The original. <laughs> Not the remix. Okay. I like the remix. Yeah. But the original for me, that's that's the song. I mean, lyrics such as like, meet me at the altar in your white dress. To be fair, the song is a bit shady as well. Because <laughs> it's like, we ain't getting a younger, we might as well do this. That's the line. That's the, <laughs> see, that is the line that actually always kills me. So I'm, like, I used to think like, oh, play this song at my wedding. But then I'm like, well, like, it's like yeah, we, me we, old bride? Yeah, it's like, we ain't got nothing else to do. So. <laughs> I guess we should just get married. It's like proper like, um, you know, spinster gets married song. But still... So yeah, so let's get married. And I think for me, that's a good kind of like jagged edge kind of like summation song. And plus it's got a really good remix as well. Come 
to you. Okay, so the other group, which you should already know, because I've already kind of spoiled So, it. is this your last one on your list, isn't it? I have one more. No, you don't. I'm sure I do. Oh, no, I have two more. Oh, so you have one more after this one? Yeah. Okay, don't do the one that we're going to, that I think you're going to do. All Let's right. save that one for last. Oh, okay. Is, that, <laughs> is, it, is it in your list? Yeah, because I know the one that you're going to do. This sounds so silly. <laughs> we're on a podcast. I, I apologise to listeners. Okay, go to your other one. Uh, the other one was a tough one because I was trying to figure out if, like, for example, I wanted to put Babyface because of his influence, but... Yeah, I put Babyface more in the kind of, like, producer, songwriter Yeah, because he's his producer, that's the thing, he's, his influence in the, in the business is huge. Yeah, definitely. Right? He's written so many big songs, he's done so many big songs, but I couldn't in good conscience go with him. Yeah. Because if we talk about what's his definitive song, yeah, that's the hard part. I like girls me. though. Yeah, girls was cool. There, there she goes was cool. Oh, there she goes is a good song. Yeah. So, but I decided to go. I, oh, I also wanted to give. I like the way you do build up, build up. So I wanted to, I wanted to give, I wanted to give Bruno Mars a bit of a bit of. Love. Oh. I wanted to give him a bit of love, but I you know what? Put, I couldn't put him in. I like Bruno Mars. I actually do. I think he's very talented. Can mm-hmm. sing. Yada yada yada. Cool 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 cool. But I, I just think it would be disrespectful to put Bruno Mars into a top 10 mm-hmm. because he is where he is on the back of a lot of other people. Yeah. That's just my view. That's just my fault. He's it's cool. A, it's, it's I don't a lot mind of people him. film, so I, I, I'm not going to argue that point. I, I wouldn't even put him in special mention. Okay. Well, I put him in mine in that sense. Uh person I've gone for, the last person, it would be Brian McKnight. You know what? He was on my special mention. I really love Brian McKnight, mm-hmm. but I I couldn't put him in the top. Really? Yeah, he but he just missed out. Like okay. I I'm not look like oh maybe I wrote on my other post it. For, yeah. for, for those of you who can't see what's going on right now. <laughs> me with my yellow post-it notes but yeah brian mcknight okay okay you tell me about brian mcknight and i'll tell you about brian mcknight wait so <laughs> <laughs> uh quite frankly brian mcknight um back at one in my opinion just that song is there are certain songs that people have that just as you've as i've once said before just get in your feelings and t- to transport you back to where you oh are. is that your one I think Back at One is definitely that one. Back at One is a song that takes me back to Trevor Nel- watching Trevor Nelson on, yes. on MTV Bass. On MTV Bass. Yeah. And um, his show, The Lick. Yep. Can you imagine? He had a show called The Lick. I know, right? Do you know, and the joke is, before MTV, before, because I didn't have Sky or, like, cable for a long time, mm-hmm. my, my parents didn't think it was required. And um, there was, remember that show, Flavor? Yes. It used to come on late at night. And um, the theme song was literally Mark Morrison's song, Flavor. Uh, and it was an R&B show. Well, R&B and, like, hip-hop music. And when you didn't have, like, Sky or Cable, that was the only way that you could see, like, certain music videos. Mm-hmm. So I would have to get up in the middle of the night, put a um, um, videotape in the um, VCR, set the timer. My timer didn't work that far ahead, so I had mm-hmm. to get up late record get back into bed and then hope pray to god that it recorded what i watched and then me and my sister used to then just watch um 
the music videos and it had things like um monifa horace brown mm-hmm. all of those kind of things like i would never have seen those music videos if it hadn't been for flavor but then when we got sky and we had mtv bass and then trevor nelson the lick trevor nelson needs to be given more props do you think i actually do yeah yeah i think in, especially in, in this in this country i think he should be because i don't think there are many people that we can point at and say that they were iconic presenters yeah you know, in, in this i mean regardless of what people of our time of our generation growing up when we were growing up everybody loved the idea of what the man even released two albums i think not albums but compilations no more than two yeah. like a, you know on spotify i'll listen to a trevor nelson compilation okay. like um so 90s or and whatever he, yeah. and his you know and when we saw a um a compilation with him's name on it we were yeah. like okay we know it's going to be good it's yeah, going to yeah. have some really good tracks on it that's just yeah you know trevor nelson deserves a lot more props than he yeah. than, he, than he does actually get. i feel like he should be given more props than say like a tim westwood yeah i yeah, I believe that. Well, I don't know. Maybe it depends on what you say about more, but I think that Westwood give us give Westwood credit where it's due. But um, Speak I think for yourself, but go I'll ahead. give no, yeah, I'll give credit where it's due. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I do think Trevor Nelson was more iconic in that sense. Yeah. I mean, there was also like he, before the lick, he, there was this um, soul on on MTV show that was even before that, and when that went, that's when Trevor Nelson came in and yeah. did the lick and. Well, you know, I just. But anyway, we've diverted. Yeah. Go on, sorry. The other one, the other one would be um, anytime, which. See, still I was waiting my, for that. Which still, to me, is like my romantic track. Yeah, you so. know what's so nice? The piano intros yeah. to that song. Absolutely, um, even when when I'm playing it, like I just, even if I'm mixing it in, because I've got this, um, I've done a couple like uh, romantic track um, mixes. And I couldn't Can take we it. put like links to your SoundCloud? Do you have mixes on SoundCloud still? Um, no, not anymore because SoundCloud decided to be dicks and like completely oh. take people off of because um, of their mixes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like a lot of um, DJs will not use SoundCloud. Uh, well, stopped using SoundCloud a couple of years ago because they oh, kept okay. on getting copyright strikes. Where do you then put your? Uh, currently, I've put it on Mixcloud. Okay, cool. So let's. Can we put a link to that? Yeah, put a link okay, to the cool. Cloud. So the, to the to the um, DJ Impulse. Yep. Romance playlist. Yeah, uh, called Slap and Tickle. Is that what it's called? Seriously, yeah. it was, Slap and Tickle. It was. Um, Are you kidding me? No, you know what it was. It was um, a comp- from the guy who. Tri- it doesn't sound very romantic. Okay, no. <laughs> but it was actually from my uh, the guy who taught me how to de- my DJ and sensei. The guy okay. who taught me how to DJ. He actually made a compilation called Slap and Tickle, which was like for f- he did like five or six months. And then I asked him like uh, Valentine's Day a couple like a couple years ago and said, you know that slap and tickle thing? Can I do one for yeah. for it and the slap and he's like, yeah, go ahead. So okay. I went in and I did my one, which was based on the Forgotten Gems series that I did. So I was just playing like old R and B romantic R and B tracks. Oh, nice. I think okay, yeah. we'll definitely we'll put a link to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Brian, like, would you call, would you say that he, that's his defining song? Uh, anytime for me is his defining song. I think it's easily again for me. It's like the definitive romantic song of my time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now more and more 
we've come to the end of our list and <laughs> I, w- I believe we have the same mm-hmm. most um, likely the same uh, and you act. know it's, it'd actually be interesting if you just go ahead and say it and it's like that's, that's not it <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh you've got two haven't you yeah yeah you've got two left I've got one left. Okay. Okay. So my next item. Da, 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 is a oh, slight, now, now who's dramatic? It's a slight <laughs> cheat. Because it is technically two acts, but I've combined it into one. So it's a Drew Hill slash Cisco. <laughs> I think that's fair, right? Yeah, well, well I think it's allowed. I think, I think it's fair because like, Definitely. So obviously, I saw um, Drew Hill mm-hmm. um, at the event, at the concert, and I was just like, okay, there's some really good songs here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, are you a Drew Hill fan? Do you like Drew Hill? I am a big Drew Hill fan. Well, at least the first two albums and Cisco's. That I actually bought Cisco's second album, and I still regret that. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what it is, I think standalone. There's not quite enough there. So it's similar to the Teddy Riley and Black Street um, conversation. Mm-hmm. But together, it's pretty much, it's one piece of work as far as I'm concerned. So, okay, Drew Hill, what's your go-to track? Just, as, just, Drew, just as Drew Hill, not Drew Cisco. Hill with the original members, because we know that... Everyone Mercy goes with Sleeping In My Bed. Everything. Sleeping In My Bed is a good song. The remix or the original? Um, there's also enough remix, actually. See, I would go with the original. Really? Yeah. So when they um, sung it at the concert, I was like, I want to hear, I want to hear the original. And they did the remix first. And I was mm-hmm. a bit like, oh, they're not going to do the original now. But they did. They did both. Mm-hmm. And I prefer the original. Mm, okay. But that's in terms of their defining song. But if you want to talk about the song that I love the most, yeah. these are the times. Personally, I would go sleeping in my bed. Okay, let's go with that one. Fine. But do go listen to How Deep Is Your Love. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and then, yeah, so on to Cisco. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still, you know, the same, like, you know, artist. Um, so, obviously, can I just say, phone song, when you listen to the instrumental and listen to the harmonies you and, listen, the violins and, and you break that song down, that song is a masterpiece. And I think now as I'm older, because when I heard that song, again, I think I was, I don't think I was even a teenager yet. I you don't were. know. Was I? It was, 90, it was 98. Hey, let's not expose 
ages here. Yes, I you know, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a long list between teenagers, you know, you're between 19 and 13. It could be any of Look, those six years. Why are you years. trying to put my date of birth light out there? Anyway, so yeah, I was a teen. But yeah, so, um, but I think it was only when I got older and I properly re-listened, because it got played so much, mm-hmm. I properly re-listened to it. And I was like, that is a, that's a proper musical masterpiece. I agree with From it. beginning to end, like, that's a good song. What would you consider your Cisco defining song? Uh, to be honest, it would have to be a thong song. But um, I have a special place in my heart for Incomplete. Oh, I like that song. Um, I was just trying to think to myself, like, who actually produced the thong song? I completely lost that. Because, you know, you're talking about the violins and everything like that. I don't want to click on it because I don't want it to play. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, but that was... Eh. Tim and Bob, don't even know who they are. Okay. Anyway, but um, no, it's incomplete for me. And again, they did a dance version, because they always do. But um, actually, no, no, not that's incorrect. They made a dance version, but then they had a ballad version. Then they yeah. made like a proper R&B-ish version. And then they yeah. made a dance version. And to be honest, all versions of them were really good. Um, I, what's it called? Um, I didn't, Got To Get It was also good. See, that was what I was going to say. Because that one... He the dance because got to get got to get it was actually the first song on the album. For yeah, and you know it had he had all like the dragon theme. It was red and everything. It was just like so for me. Got to get it is like outside of fun song is the song. That's what I would choose. end of the list mm-hmm. <laughs> so sorry for all the false alarms yeah so right drum roll i'll put in a special effect <laughs> so what's the last one so again just to be clear this list is not in any particular order this nope. isn't number one this isn't number 10 it's just the last one on the list mm-hmm. i think we have the same well it depends i mean do you think about it every freaking day and every freaking night <laughs> <laughs> when I'm walking through the desert. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I wasn't going to put Jodeci, so it's Jodeci. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to put them at first. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about, okay, genre defining. And then obviously that led to Casey and Jojo. Yep, who also did very well in them on yeah. them as well. See, I would say you could do like Casey and Jojo stroke Jodeci. Mm-hmm. And that's why I included them in like the top. 10 okay. okay so what would you be what would you say is your defining song uh it's gonna be freaking you really I yeah mean, it's gotta be the the one song that i think it's one of those songs that i that year i heard where was you when you first heard it secondary school okay and what was you doing um somebody brought in their what's it called their walkman yes <laughs> cd or tape <laughs> tape tape <laughs> Galore tape. <laughs> was it a Walkman or was it a cassette? No, no, it was a cassette player, but was everything a, we just put under a, the Walkman. Yeah, because you know, okay. like, you know, like, you you ask your parents for a Walkman and they bring back personal stereo. <laughs> yeah, made, made by Bush. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, Alba. Alba, Alba, that's the other one, that's right. I had that Alba um, um, personal stereo. Mm-hmm. 
with the foam little um, headphones yeah. um, and then take like two like double A batteries and yeah. everything and that thing was good. Yeah. So yeah, so you so someone brought in so that's how you that's see kids they have it easy these days. They can just like transfer music through like um um WhatsApp, Bluetooth, whatever. Yep. Just YouTube it like have you heard this track? Play. Yeah. <laughs> then, Even do you remember when we used to exchange stuff through um infrared? Yeah. Oh god. That used to take ages. Yeah. <laughs> god, see, now we're now we're probably like giving our ages away. But yeah, sorry, go on. So you're you're yeah, your friends brought it in. At least we don't have to wait seven minutes for a picture to download. <laughs> and have the dialogue tone. Your friend brought it in on cassette. Just brought on it in cassette. cassette is like, you know, like I've been you know, like, oh my god, this song's been been playing this song for like the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And so I'm hearing and it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, okay, this is pretty good. And then like the next week I'm hearing it, people walking, people driving yeah. down the street and you're hearing, what can I say? I'm like, okay. <laughs> you go into a party, you're hearing the same song and you're like, okay, this song's everywhere. And then all of a sudden, and again, we're showing our ages here, Word Up magazine and stuff like that. All yeah. those magazines. Yeah. And then I didn't, are. I never bought Word Up, but I used to read it, um... Um, my friends used to buy it so I used to just read their one because they had to be like imported yeah they were in like um, some of these um, news agents would have them yeah up on the shelf. and they were so expensive yeah. yeah and that and even the source and stuff like that you know you saw them coming up um, all imported yeah, all and imported. you see the dollar price and then yeah. you literally just pay like double in like sterling <laughs> it was a ripoff I know it was wasn't it I was but, gonna oh go on sorry so, but that was back in the that was in during a time when you know it was the best, it's the best uh, information that we got and what was trending yeah. like in America. Yeah. You know, what was the biggest songs? What were the, what, you know, what was the albums that were coming out very soon that we all needed to get excited for? You know, we didn't get, especially with the black community, and even we do still do this now with our movies, yeah. we don't really get like a huge amount of buzz of what's coming out. From a but the only thing I would say, and I was going to say where I heard that song first, is on Choice FM. Really? And... Um, do you remember, like, I think, it was it Jenny Francis? And, um, oh, I can't think of all the DJs now. Mm. But I would just, Choice of Fame for me was literally, like, it saved my life in terms of, like, music. There's mm. so many songs that I heard just because of, like, radio. And, you know, it was in them days when Choice of Fame had a different... Um, frequency depending on which part of London yeah, you was in. Right. So it had the North London frequency and the South London frequency. Yeah. I can't remember it. I think it was like ninety seven point one. Something yeah. like that. And then the South London one was like one oh something. Mm-hmm. So Choice of Fame for me literally like shaped like my whole like childhood. So yeah, so that's where I first heard it on the radio, Choice of Fame. And then basically it was like all of my friends like we used to like listen to it on our Walkmans and personal stereos and stuff like that. I remember listening to the album in our price. <laughs> yes, it's like um, pick CDs. You pick CDs, give and it to the cash, and had the black film section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give it to the uh, give it to the person at the counter, and then I'll say, okay, so you just go to that um, listening booth over there. Yeah, and then you and then they play it for you. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. So okay, we've talked. Um, so other songs, though, do you think that are worth a mention in terms of Jodeci? Um, it's more of the case of um I'm gonna look on their Spotify. <laughs> oh my god, what was the one they did with the uh, Wu Tang? Ah oh, god. They did a Oh god, I've completely blanked on that one. 
So on their top Spotify, they've got mm. obviously Freaking You. Yep. Um, Come and Talk to Me remix. Is yeah. that the one? I don't know. Um, Feenin. Feenin. Oh my God. I can't leave you alone. Yep. Yeah. Um, Love You For Life. Now, Love You For Life is my song. I love that song. You don't like it? I do, but I'm surprised it's your song. Oh no, I like it. And then Stay. So there's, that's their top like on Spotify. But even like I'm looking at their album covers, they're pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, um, the, the diary of a, a mad, of a mad, of a mad, mad band, band yeah. that's, that's smashed it. I can't, you know, I can't argue with that. I mean, they stood out, you know, in a time, and to be honest, during that period, we had a whole bunch of um, groups coming out, you know, it was, it was so well populated at that time. So for them to be able to stand out during yeah. that period, you, you know, you had to be special. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are we going to go for in terms of the song to play out our top 10 for Jodeci? What are you going to choose? I think we just have to choose by and Freaking You. Because it defines like a moment in time. It will, it will get there over um, the feeling. So, yeah. yeah. Like there were so many like artists that I was I wanted to include, but I kind of only really listened to like maybe like one or two of their songs or one album. Mm-hmm. So some honorable mentions. So I don't know. Do you want to do honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions? Uh, to be honest, I've kind of like snuck in some most of my honorable mentions in some way or the other. Okay. Because like, I've put in Babyface. I've put in. Um, I mentioned Bruno Mars. Okay, so let's maybe like choose like one each, and then we'll I'll just mention it a few other people oh this is hard mm-hmm. who are you gonna you know what i'm gonna choose just based upon a song a song just i like just one song from this artist okay. glenn lewis don't, don't you forget, forget it. it that is such a good song and i know people might say it's more neo soul mm-hmm. but i don't care i call it an r&b song that song literally that's a song that you play when you kind of like need reminding how amazing of a woman you are. Is that the feeling that you get? 
Nope, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's definitely one of my it's definitely one of my favorite songs, but um it's one of those things that you think to yourself, my gosh, you could, this guy should have been bigger than he was. Yeah, and I feel like that song should have been like bigger as well. That's such a good song, but if I have to just mention like one special mention, it would be like... Okay. And don't you forget it, don't you forget your way home. And that little girl, hold on to your love. And don't you forget it, don't special to you. Okay, so the one guy who I'm very sorry that I didn't get to put in because I really, really respect this guy and I really love this album, Music Soulchild. Oh, he was on my special honourable mentions list as well. Okay, what song are we going for though? Come on. on. Music Soulchild, again, I would put him in like the Neo Soul. I feel Mm -hmm. like you could do like a top like Neo Soul and then talk about people like Eric Robeson, um, that kind of thing. But yeah, Music Soulchild, definitely. Yeah, um, his first album, I just want to sing, was... Oh my God, so good. was an amazing album. And... um, you know, everybody goes for for Just Friends, Sunny, but um, Girl Next Door. That's not my tune, Just Friends, actually. Really? No. But uh, Girl Next Door for me, and it's the opening song in the album. And yeah. it 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 captured me like immediately into the kind of, you know into what I was going to be listening to. And ever since that, I couldn't put the album down. Yeah. You know, so that song has a special place in my heart. So just a few other people that didn't make the cut, and I'll just mention them: Donnell Jones, Donnell Jones, um, Miguel, Tough based one. on Adorn, yeah, because that's is such a good song, yeah. Um, and then who else? And also, I want to make coffee as well. Also, wanted to mention some UK guys: mm-hmm. Craig David. Let's give that, props where it's... That Born to Do It um, album. Born to Do It album was That was is amazing. good. And you know what? He was just on the outside. Um, I don't know. I feel like I could put um, Craig David in another um, category. And then one final person, Lyndon David Hall. Yeah. And rest in peace to him. Yeah. But again, some great songs. That Sexy I, I Cinderella. Sexy Cinderella was amazing as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he, um, and he was so good looking. Medicine, medicine for my pain was the name of the album. Yeah, medicine for my pain was the name of the album. And um, you know, it's one of the, that's just one of those guys who I never thought got the props they deserved. And yeah, should really be like put down as some of the forefront yeah. as somebody who really did a lot for um, British R and B. Oh no, definitely, definitely. So yeah, so I feel like Craig David. He's someone that carved out a great career for himself and Lyndon Baker was such a good representation of that more kind of like neo soul kind of sound, but with like a UK vibe. So yeah. Right, so before we finish, we just we have the same dishonorable mention, don't we? Yes, we. Do. I think we need to acknowledge this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is Mr. Robert Kelly through gritted teeth. <laughs> We're not going to play any of his stuff. Nope. Um, but I think he. I think we have to at least acknowledge that this guy had like a big influence on like the whole R and B um, 
game era. Yeah. Take it from a DJ. Genre. <laughs> Take it from a DJ. If uh, when uh, you have R. Kelly being cancelled, yeah, you also some, some tend to realize how many songs, yeah, he actually is either featured on or wrote. So I think I asked you this before when you came on um, an episode, like if you play yeah, R. Kelly um, anymore. The funny thing is, I don't, but I will tell you that I have been asked to. Right, okay. And it's an awkward situation. You just tell them, I'm not sure about that. And then some people will, you know, insist. And it's like, okay, I'll yeah. see if I can fit it in. But you have no intention of playing it. But I'm, I'm with you. Like, he wrote so much stuff. He's, like, on backing vocals yep. for so many hits. Well, quite a few songs. Like, we talked about Joe. Like, they've got well, Actually, yeah, we did, we did actually talk about this at periods because we mentioned um, for a friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah, because... With um, Kelly Price. With Kelly Price and I Ronald Isley. I love that song. And that, it's the Isley Brothers on yeah, it. Yeah, Ronald Isley, yeah. Um, love that song. But, you know, it's a duo of R. Kelly. Even, like, um, Joe's More and More. I think R. Kelly's on the backing and I think he co-wrote mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, uh, Marcus Houston in yeah, the club. Most, mo- most of his, um, yeah, Pop That Booty, um, yeah. Clubbing, uh, B2K's um, Pump Bump Bump, is it? Yeah, a lot of B2K stuff actually, because um, I think he produced and wrote quite a lot of their like early stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of, so putting aside just for one moment the stuff that he's done. Actually, no, it was girlfriend. It was girlfriend. That, that Stuff that he's yeah. done, mm-hmm. you can't deny that he's had an influence on, like, you know, that genre, a big influence. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, abusing girls. And I hate when people say underage women. An underage woman is a child, yeah. it's a girl. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just call a spade a spade. It's it's easier it's to abuse. say if you say No, because when people say like, oh, underage like women, I'm just like, what, what do you mean? That's a child. But anyway, he abused children. I just think it's just a way of like yeah. disassociating it. So yeah. saying it. So it is what it is. But we we would be what's the word? Remiss. That's a good word. For not, um, for not at least acknowledging his input into the genre. Agreed. So, but we don't want to play his music. Absolutely not. Okay, so we've come to the end. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. So we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you, Nathan, DJ Impulse version one, 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 um, for coming on. <laughs> Can you give your socials so the good people can find you uh yeah i'm on twitter with um dj impulse version one e1 yeah if you're looking um, for him he's normally like um in my mentions yeah pretty much just add know. me about random or, stuff or just making fun of her on twitter from time to time <laughs> yeah uh, i'm on mixcloud um under dj impulse version one uh, you can find me there. You'll see the Forgotten Gems um, series and we'll be putting a link on later on. Yeah. So. And um, you can find Colour Out The Box on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I forgot there for a moment. You can also find me, Mo, actually. I like to have a chat. <laughs> um, on my Twitter, what, what kind of things do people find? 
um, you find stuff like where I post R&B songs actually and yeah. videos I may, I've got like a little thread that I've got going and just random stuff or what happened during the day and everything but yeah do um, use the hashtag colour out the box let us know what you think about this list do you agree with um, me and Nathan's picks do you agree that Nate Dog should have been included? <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe John Legend should have been included? Yeah. Was there anyone of mine that you thought was controversial? Uh, not necessarily controversial. I think based on opinion, they could definitely be in there. My one with Nate Dog, like I said, I put that one in there in my case, but I don't think anything that you said was anywhere close to that kind of controversy. I think he was a bit, I think he wasn't 100% with Jagged Edge. I wasn't 100% with Jagged Edge in the sense that while I think that they're definitely worth a conversation, I think that they pale in comparison to some of the groups that were mentioned. Paying to comparison. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. That's fighting talk. Yep. <laughs> fine. Well, let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Um, post what would you put in your um, top ten. We're gonna post our top ten, and in the podcast description will be a link to a playlist. I'm not sure where we're gonna put the playlist. Whether it's gonna be a YouTube one or Spotify playlist. I'm not sure actually. We'll where work we're it out. It. But we'll work it out. There will be a link in the podcast description. Let us know what you think and um thank you for listening until next time thank you nathan you're welcome good